information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. So, you've decided you want more out of your life. More than the nine to five. More than paycheck to paycheck. More than lifelong debt. But that leaves questions. Where do I go from here? What can I do without any money, connections, or experience? Our goal is not only to provide you with answers to those questions, but also to motivate people in an authentic way, mentor people who don't have mentors, give back, and hear some inspiring stories along the way. If you're not going to show people what's possible, who is? My name is Aaron Eiler. And I'm April Munson. And and this this is Ground Ground Zero. (laughs) Okay, so let's just jump back in now to... um, for me, I guess you've never had a problem with allowing yourself to be who you want to be. Even though there's that little part of you that's like, I'm just going to kind of shy down a little bit. You've never had a problem with being like, I'm not allowed to be this. I'm not allowed to be that because you were going to do it anyway. Explain a little bit more. I need a little bit more of like what the question or what, which direction you want the conversation. To go. Have you ever felt like you weren't allowed to be who you wanted to be because there was a part of you that was extroverted? Um, or I'm sorry, introverted. I probably... The last time I felt that way was whenever I was in the theater department because now like I really don't care. Um, I'll say I, I, for certain weddings, you know, like if, if I read the room and you know, it's a higher end wedding, I'll dress more like down and you know, like I will, and I like to be like that anyway, you know what I mean? I have like, you know, different styles, but I'll definitely try to be more classic and, um, just be more toned and I won't swear, you know, around certain people and stuff like that. Uh, but for the most part, I'm pretty confident in my personality and my brand is very honest and vulnerable that I feel like I attract people who are going to love me for who I am anyway. Um, now I want to get into like the higher end market, uh, in the future for weddings and just in general. And I feel like that is more broad of, you know, uh, personality types where, I, I do want to kind of be careful and, you know, just make sure that I'm respectful and just generally am aware of my situation. Cause for example, somebody I spoke with yesterday at the wedding that I was at, um, we were at, we were at a really high end wedding. It was definitely like very, very like nice. It was one of the top weddings, like best weddings I've ever done in terms of the ideal client perspective. Um, you know, like super beautiful florals, like gorgeous venue that like a lot of photographers that want to go and like get hired to be a part of like absolutely beautiful couple. Um, just everything that you can imagine, like wanting at a wedding being there. And there was a a gentleman that we ate dinner with and he said that he was, okay, let me backtrack. He said, you guys dress really well. There are a lot of photographers that dress frumpy. And I was like, okay, are you saying frumpy as in like they're hipsters and they dress like how they want? Yeah. And he was like, no, they look like they just got out of bed. And I was really shocked by that. You know what I mean? I would never do that to begin with, but there are different like weddings. Like if it's like an outdoor, you know, wedding or a barn wedding, like I'll wear like a dress and a hat and like I'll have my sleeve showing and stuff like that. And I'll wear like, you know, boots versus if it is like a specific setting, you know, especially like yesterday's was absolutely beautiful in this museum. 
I definitely want to be able to fit in with that group of guests that got invited. You know what I mean? I, I don't necessarily think like it's appropriate to wear black skinny jeans and a hat type of thing. Whereas like, you know, depending on the venue, that's perfectly fine. Right. You know, I, I do love to be the type of person that people recognize and like they talk about, but only in good ways. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the person that is so distracting at a wedding day that they're not even focused on the bride. Right. Right. So I try to be respectful in that way. Like yesterday, not yesterday, but a few weeks ago. And this is probably just like, this is just a story, but I asked Jasmine in the middle of the wedding, I was like, should I go up and fix her train? And she was like, don't ruin like the religious part of a wedding for a photo. And I really appreciated her saying that because I was going to do it yesterday and I didn't because photography to an extent, you know, is definitely like a craft and, you know, we're very creative and it's art, but at the same time, like we're there to capture what is going on as it's going on too. Yeah. And I don't want to be disruptive, whether that's visually with my like, you know, swearing or personality or talking as loud as I do, or just like in the things that I'm doing in the moment, people are going to stare, you know, they're going to like be like interested in what we're doing. Like we're the ones that are moving throughout the whole day and stuff like that. But, um, as minimally as possible, I want people to be able to focus on the aspects of the actual wedding over me. Okay. Was there anything more that you wanted to touch on before we talked about the value? Like that you said you you want to talk about the value of being an outcast and things like that. No, I just wanted to like mention that I can get along with a bunch of different like people. You know, I can relate to a bunch of different people and I'm not afraid to talk about my past and the hardships that I've gone through. And I try very hard to, when I say some of these things, express that I'm not looking for attention. I just want people to be able to relate to me. Yeah. And those are like the types of people that I... I'm trying to reach and I talked to my sister about it a few days ago. You know, I was like, I'm probably going to get an eye roll here or there with people thinking that I'm wanting attention because I'm crying online or whatever. And she, she made a very good point of you're taking, you know, like these people are taking their selves away from the situation that are not going to support you anyway. And you're just kind of saving yourself time in the long run. Cause like, yeah, like it sucks. Like I don't want to be open, honest and vulnerable from a, like a perspective that I'm not just showcasing pretty photos and like lose people that I thought liked me, but in the, at the end of the day, they might not have anyway, you know? So yeah. she was like, you're just letting them do what they're going to do anyway, just by being yourself. And then you're yeah. going to bring more people that are going to support you in by being like that. So, okay, let's now talk back. Um, to YSU days. So you're finding your rhythm, you're figuring out what's fe- what feels comfortable for you. Where in that, or what was the time frame even from feeling like, okay, this is my what makes sense to me. Now I feel like I'm going to start a business. Okay, so after the theater year semester and going into telecommunication, I think that was probably like two years into college. So 2000 and 16, yeah, 16, 17. I planned on becoming a full-time photographer when I graduated. That was my goal. I was like, I'm going to serve and I just, I'm going to build my business up. Well, it's not exactly what happened. My business kind of grew very quickly in the sense that I was able to quit my job, like my junior year of college and like just be a photographer full-time. And I credit like a couple different people, a couple different situations to that. Um, but I will say at the like fall end of 2016, I, I 
was approached by my friend Portia and she asked me if I wanted to second shoot her wedding with her photographer because she knew I had interest in photography, but I had never had experience with it. And from that moment, I wanted to do a good job because I do care what people think and I do want people to, you know, like what I do. I mean, it's an art, but it's my version of how I see the world. So the opinions matter. And so I went out and invested credit card money into the best camera and lens that I researched and could figure out because I wanted to do as good of a job as I could and not have, you know, the work be bad because of the camera equipment that I had. And I don't know, at the, at the time I thought, you know, having, sorry, <laughs> having, <laughs> having the, the best equipment would help me not necessarily like make me a better photographer, but I don't know, just investing in myself made me feel good. And yeah. so I felt like now that I've paid four grand for a camera, when I don't have any money at all, I kind of got to do this. And so at that end of that year, I was doing a bunch of free shoots, um, still going to school. And I want to say by like my junior year of college, when I was a photo minor, now I was a photo minor the whole time but I didn't start taking any classes for my photo minor until a few years in because I was taking all the general courses first and all of the major courses that I kept like switching from. And so my first semester in the art minor, taking those classes, I learned a lot, but I want to say from that first semester through the summer, by the next time I had art classes, I like already knew more. Like the things that I was learning, I now like was already like good at, or I taught myself, on my own because as a photographer you can literally learn everything by yourself you don't need like any type of education in a college setting to be successful you don't and so i used to think about the fact that i i was like i'm going to be a full-time photographer by the time i graduate college and then it happening literally over the span of i want to say like eight or nine months it really was fast and it is a blessing because it is not like that for everybody I talked about in the last podcast, how I didn't have a ton of resources, a ton of help, a ton of community there for me when I was starting out. And in that podcast, I'm thinking about this right now. I said that in a negative way, but now with the abundance of like help and photographers and community that there are, it might actually be harder to like grow in your own name and get yourself out there. So I feel like that could have been an advantage, you know, being one of the only ones like, yeah, I was lonely. I didn't have any help. But I was also like the only, like one of maybe four photographers, especially locally. And so that could have been an advantage that in that moment, I looked at negatively and could have wow. actually been a huge thing that grew me to the success that I'm at now. Because now there are photographers everywhere popping up all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So what would you say to someone who is scared to take the plunge and buy that fancy equipment? Do you need to have the best of the best to be successful or do you not? You do not need the best of the best equipment to be successful. You do have to have confidence and you absolutely need to invest in yourself. Whether that's education, whether that's mentorships, whether that is, you know, like, I don't want to say photography equipment, but the post-processing and editing, editing equipment, yeah, that is important. You know what I mean? Like I've spent thousands of dollars on presets trying to figure out what I wanted my brand to be. Um, I have top of the line editing software and equipment, you know, computer, like, the camera and the lens are not the most important thing. Um, I actually did post a couple of befores and afters the other day on my Instagram talking about how 
those photos look like crap, you know, $5,000 in a lens and a, no, honestly, it's probably $7,000 from the camera and the lens, but the situation was awful. It was a hotel room. It was like green, all that stuff. The after was gorgeous. And like, I had some photographers at this workshop that were complaining about that hotel um, photo shoot and saying that their photos were all going to be in black and white. And my photos were bomb. And I say that very cockily because they, <laughs> they had a negative view on that situation. And it's all about the editing in that specific, you know, situation that brought those photos to life. And I'm so glad that I post those befores and afters because I had like a dozen photographers say, thank you so much for doing that. I thought that my photos sucked when in reality, I just have to do a little bit more research and figure out how to edit a little bit better and like turn my trash into like artwork and masterpieces. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, for someone who was scared to go out and be herself and then you launch a business and I want to talk about that too, what that was like for you to like launch a business in front of everyone. What was that going to be like? What were people going to think to come in and be the leader? And now have the confidence to be like, great, now I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to be the teacher. Yeah. So let's talk about finding the confidence to be able to figure out a name. And you did change your name. It, you didn't have to have the perfect brand name to start the first time and then doing it and just going for it and not caring what anyone thought. And like, you know, knowing that you're new and having, you know, the people around like the Pittsburgh, it's only an hour away, but am I, am I allowed to break into this industry? What was that like? I will say having like the whole actor dream definitely benefited me because even though I was introverted from high school and like being an outcast and all that stuff, I feel like from within that was just like a dormant personality characteristic that is now like what people see all the time. And so I feel deep down, I always had the, the want to, to be the center of a room and to have the attention on me, even though back in the day, like it was literally the complete opposite. It's so funny because people always tell me there's no way you're an introvert because I'm extroverted as heck when it comes to photography related things. Um, now I knew that it was inside of me, but pulling it out, I feel just like took time, you know, like wanting to be the best of the best. I, pretty much from the beginning had confidence in myself um just by buying that super expensive equipment doing a few free shoots or inexpensive shoots and then i skyrocketed up to being pretty expensive for a really new photographer so it wasn't that i wanted a thousand jobs at that price i just wanted to be at that price so like i could put myself with those high-end photographers almost from the get-go even though it was almost like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. And I want to say my parents kind of like have an influence on that as well, because even though, you know, my, in my brain, my childhood was really hard. Um, I talked about this with my friends the other day, because a lot of the boys that I, boys, they're boys, that I've <laughs> liked over the last couple of months, they came from money. And they also are photography, like want, they also want to be photographers. But coming from money, and them wanting to be photographers is a failure in their parents' eyes. Me coming from nothing and becoming a successful photographer wow. is the greatest accomplishment my parents could ask for in a kid. So it's really about perspective. Wow. I never even thought of that myself yeah. about how you could be labeled in the industry as successful or not 
based off of where you're coming from, yeah. despite the heart that you have and the interest that you have for what you want to do. Isn't that insane? That is. And so I feel like my mom, you know, like even though like she couldn't give me anything financially growing up, just her support of seeing my first set of photos and my first like wedding and just being so damn supportive is really probably something that really kept me going too. And if I didn't have that support and I had like a lawyer for a mom or a doctor for a dad and they were like talking down on me and I have the, you know, emotional personality that I have, I might not be where I'm at today. So even though my parents could give me nothing in a physical sense, being that like voice of like, you're going to do amazing things really like I think helped me feel like I belonged with those Pittsburgh photographers because they didn't have a a right to judge me coming there because they had no idea where I was coming from right you know what I mean yeah so so there was just no fear at all with launching the business you were like I'm here I'm doing it I've got all the support in the world and that's great like that's that's awesome that's what we need more of right is just having an idea and not thinking oh what's this person gonna think what's that person gonna think just do it. And like you said, just invest yourself in it a hundred percent. I do want to correct you though. I don't want to say I had the, all the support in the world because I don't have a lot of friends in this moment. And I also didn't have a lot of mentors in this moment. So I don't want that to be like skewed. My parents were very supportive. I do think growing up the way that I did though, and almost like having to support myself, I was my biggest support. I believed in myself. You know what I mean? And that's something that a lot of people don't have. And if you don't have that, you don't have that confidence, you will slip up. You will be afraid to fail and you will trip yourself. You have to like, as a business owner and like growing the way that I am now that I'm where I'm at, I'm really, really like willing to take risks. Back then, taking those same risks was a lot scarier because if you fail, like I had nobody to help me. You know what I mean? Like I was on my own in that moment. But if I didn't take those risks with the chance of failing, I would not be where I am today. Yeah. And I don't want to say that to somebody who doesn't have a backup plan or like somebody to pick them up if they fall and then, you know, take that chance thinking that they're going to succeed. Like you might not, you know what I mean? It is a lot of hard work. I was working while I was, you know, doing photography and stuff. And there was many nights that I was researching how to edit and how to do this and that. Well, all of these people that I was surrounded by were going out to the bars and you have to have self-discipline and you have to hold yourself accountable. And it sucks. You know, it sucks for a really long time. It is lonely. Photography is not like the most social you know, life. I mean, yeah, you're surrounded by all kinds of people, but there are people that at the end of the day, like you don't know you know? So it, it is very interesting that I'm in the profession that I'm in being alone all the time, because I feel coming from the life that I did, I know how to cope with being alone now because it's not new to me. You know what I mean? And I have zero envy in my body and zero like anger in my body about capturing all these amazing people's like milestones and lives and families and weddings and all that stuff. And I feel like the wrong person could like very much like get burned out and like be very upset, you know, at the end of the day, if they're missing things that they're capturing all the time. Yeah. So a lot of it has to come from within, you know what I mean? Because I don't want to say like you and your family situation, you didn't have the same support I did, right? but that's not to say that you would fail. You know what I mean? You just, it's a different type of support that you either have to give yourself or find somewhere else, but you just have to be strong enough to look for it. 
I think for me on my end, it was a lot of learning how to cope alone at that young age without that because I didn't have mom who was invested or dad who was invested. I mean, I was split between three different homes. It was mom's house, dad's house, grandma's house when mom is working. And it was more of just like, let's buy her a shiny toy to keep her entertained so she doesn't bother me. Nobody was asking me what my interests were or what I wanted to do. Whereas on the outside, I had a great family of friends but again, over the years, that group has changed. And I've had to allow myself to walk away from people that really weren't good for me because I didn't have, I don't want to say I didn't have the confidence, but I just didn't have the mind to realize that not everyone is looking out for what's best for me. And that is something that I'm still having to cope with today. It's like, I'm, I'm the nice one. I'm not the one. <laughs> I will ask you, how is your day? And let's talk about the weather. Just give me anything. Um, and I just, I, I kind of want to like make everyone happy and going through the whole people pleasing thing has been hard for me. And I think that's just because I was always scared to not have that person, whoever it was to have that support because I really didn't want to do it alone despite coping alone. So um, I'm really proud of both of us for finding our way. Cause I think no matter what, even just from when we were younger and we put on our little shows and put on the Britney Spears and Christina, there was always something in us that wanted to do something more and something media related. And that's why I think it's so cool to have this conversation now, because even though our growing up life was very different, a family like ours as a whole isn't supportive. They're not checking in on us. They're not, it's like, if we don't post it on social media, no one knows and no one cares. But I think you and I have done a good job despite all the cousins staying close and supporting one another, despite you traveling everywhere, which is what you want. And now me doing all this and being a mom. So I think that that's just really I want to go back to something (laughs) about you being the nice one. (laughs) I want you to recognize that you being nice, you're also like, a very small demographic of actually being genuine. Oh, thank you. There are a lot of people that are nice that are not nice. And me not being nice <laughs> of the two of us, <laughs> I want to say that I might not, you know, be the person to wish you a happy birthday. I might, you know, forget to, you know, get you a gift or whatever, like some of the other people in your life. But like, my interactions are more meaningful at the end of the day with the people that I like give my time to. I'm not doing all the, you know, things that society tells us we're supposed to do to make us like, you know, decent friends or like parents or children or whatever. Like, I don't even know my own freaking, you know, dad's birthday, the day that it is. (laughs) Really? I do. Oh, (laughs) as an example. So like, even though I'm not doing all the things that society like, you know, tells you to do to, you know, make you I mean there's literally a billion holidays now you know there's like a donut holiday right I think that's actually next month I think I marked it on my calendar yeah I can't remember all that I want that free note and that doesn't make me a bad person you know what I mean and it doesn't make me like you know a crappy friend it's just I'm busy and so like there are other things that I can give that mean more yeah than you know what I mean but you on the other hand you being nice like that is very rare. And like, I know that you, you want the best for everybody and you do ask other people about them more than yourself first. And it is sad whenever people don't give you, you know, the energy that you kind of like portray out and it's hard, but I'm glad. And I'm very proud that you haven't like, you have a little bit, but for your like own mental and emotional, like health and stuff, but it hasn't made you like bitter and like turn away from people you know what I mean not saying that you've you've become bitter but you you have recognized like yeah like less of my energy towards this because it's not 
you know, what I thought it was going to be and more about like self-care and like focusing on like what's important, but you haven't like completely like stopped, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like really a good quality that you should be very proud of because even though I'm not the nice one and you are, (laughs) you know, like I feel both of us are genuine in our actions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. (laughs) 